look around at this great city of ours, what do you see? I see a multitude of amazing people. Over the next hour, Bill Wilson will talk to some of these amazing people about topics that interest you and give you just what you need to kick off your week with a dang on the Mr. Murphy's Burger Show. Good evening, Murfreesboro. This is Kelsey Williams, host of the Mr. Murfreesboro Show tonight, filling in for Mr. Murfreesboro, Bill Wilson himself. He's playing fancy with Meredith at the Ryman, so I'm going to run amok. We'll see what happens. I'm here with my guest co-host, my hubby, Mark Williams. How you doing, Mark? Very well. How you guys doing? (laughs) How are you doing since uh, we had dinner and rode in the car together? Pretty good. Pretty good. Should I be using my radio voice tonight or no? Yeah. Take it low. Keep it low. Take it low. Well, tonight we're going to be talking about the Murfreesboro music scene, where we've been, where we are, and where we want to go and hope to go. Later in the show, we are hoping to have Jamie Averwater, local uh, city council member, coming on to talk about the future and the amphitheater coming to us here soon we're also going to have john salloway artist songwriter and producer grammy considered guy there uh, calling in and talking to us so let's take a moment to catch up on the week christmas parade was today i missed it we had soccer tournament yep soccer and christmas light decoration and all that yeah yeah but i hear it was great and mr murfreesboro was in it uh, he got to, to ride in a cool car. I got to see him. Uh, Titans lost. This is three in a row. They Again. also lost their manager. Well, John Robinson, yeah. He's gone. What do you yeah. think about that? You got any comments about that? I'm not 100% sure how I feel about that yet. I mean, I like the statement. I like that uh, Amy Poyle's trying to say the playoffs aren't good enough. I mean, we definitely want to get there one of these days, but uh, – Robinson did a lot of good for the team. I mean, he brought us out of the out of the dumpster and got us to where we are now. But yeah, we're a little thin. Mm-hmm. Well, we also had a Preds loss. They two in a row for them. That's that's where it really hurt you, I think. Yeah, skip that one. <laughs> no, David comment. Poyle might need to be next. No, nope, nah, comment. he's doing good too. Oh man. Well, Mark, nobody knows who you are. No, I'm kidding. Uh, tell us about. <laughs> tell us. <laughs> Tell us about yourself. Everybody knows you're connected to me, but where'd you get, where'd you, how'd you get here? How'd I get here? I don't have any idea how I got here. I don't even know what I'm doing in this seat right now. I'm I'm vastly underqualified for what you're asking me to do here. But uh, no, I've been a Murfreesboro resident for the majority of my life. I guess we moved here in 88 from St. Louis. My dad started working at Heatcraft out there on Woodbury Highway. Big uh, big hub here back then for uh, heating and cooling elements. He was an engineer, so um, saw a good opportunity and decided to come down this way. And, uh, yeah, Murfreesboro was a little farm town at that time. I mean, you not could get not a cr- big adjustment from St. Louis at all, right? No, not at all. Not <laughs> at all. 
no it was it was yeah it was it was scary at first and upsetting you know losing out on the cardinals baseball and and the blues hockey you know all those, those all things and everything and uh but yeah coming to murfreesboro all, all they said we're moving to tennessee and all i could think of was trees at the time because they were running <laughs> all the time they're running those tourist commercials in 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 st louis you know come to tennessee you know they're playing yeah. <laughs> your song so i thought it was all just camping and hiking and trees and cows but uh and it was a little bit of that but uh you know it used to only take about 15 minutes to get across murfreesboro and then back then but uh definitely definitely changed mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So. <laughs> and then where where did you start playing music um or man when? i i was late to the game um i was working with a bunch of guys at a restaurant when i was in college i think it was like 20 and you know we'd, we'd get off we worked at the stones river country club a bunch of us a bunch of servers there and kitchen guys and and, I uh, apologize to anybody who <laughs> may have offended yeah. during that stuff. But uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's stories. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we'd get off work, and I mean, go, we'd usually wind up at somebody's house, and all those guys played music. Uh, there's a there's a great guitar player, uh, Brian Turner. I think he plays guitar at the uh, World Outreach Church. Um, there's another guy, Mike Palmer, um, rock and roll Mike, as we called him, and Mike Brown. Those are three guys that. You know, we'd go over there, they'd, they'd break out guitars, and we'd sit there all night, and all of a sudden it's 2 in the morning, and, you know, hanging out with those guys for, for about a year or so, sitting there watching, thinking, like, I, I, I like this. I think I can, I can do, do this, this maybe. I, I, I think I'm getting it. And then uh, by the time I turned 21, Brian had a broken bass that had been under his bed, left by some old bass player friend of his, and only had three strings, and the neck was broken. So he gave me that and a broken amp, you know, so I sat there for – for a good while, I mean, it, it didn't really make any good sounds. It just buzzed a lot, but it gave me the feeling of strings, and finally got a got an acoustic bass. And then, uh, yeah, I mean, I was always interested in music. Always loved music. You know, a lot of music in my family and my house. Mom listened to a lot of Motown and the Beatles. Although I couldn't stand the Beatles when I was a kid because she played it so much that would. That would definitely offend Mr. Salo yeah, when he comes our on here. P.S. Our upcoming <laughs> guest is yeah. Beatles tribute band. Yeah, but I mean, as I got in a plane and everything like that, I mean, all of a sudden your ears open and and you, and you hear and you're like, oh, oh my gosh, these guys are are incredible, and I, I get it, I get it. And Paul McCartney's definitely was an influence, and and uh, you know, started realizing all the music I grew up liking and being gravitated towards, you know, um, was all pretty bass heavy music. So it, it just seemed like a natural fit. And I mean, I just uh, thought, okay, I'm going to play at the borough one day. That was that was the goal. I wanted to go play at the borough. That was all ever all, all ever really intended to do. Yeah. Not Gentleman Jim's 72, 4, 12. No, no. I mean, the borough was, was an amazing spot back then. I mean, like the, everything you could want in a dive bar. And it's still there. And it's still exactly the same as it's been for, for gosh, I don't even, I mean, 40 years or whatever. Um, but yeah, I did that. I mean, I, I didn't. You know, I took a little break. I started playing. You know, I was in school, kind of floating around. I was getting into taking a semester off. Taking, you know, so it was getting a little drawn out. And I was like, okay. And this I'm is go- when you went to the military. Yeah, I decided to join join the Air Force. So I went to the Air Force, and so you said, "Hey, I could do that too. I'll just do that." Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I was I was I was getting into the construction program, doing concrete and MTSU, um, a great program there. But I also realized I didn't have much experience in concrete, so I was like, well. Maybe I can kill two birds with one stone. I kind of hatched a little plan in my mind. I'll, I'll go, I'll go to the Air Force. I'll work on construction and and uh, concrete and and I'll 
play bass and learn teach myself how to play at night and i mean that's that's what i did for four years and go to work every day and i played played volleyball and played bass and joined up in a little band with some, some of the guys on the bass that became good friends and fun yeah they they had they had a little one of the guys in my shop was like hey i got some guys they're looking for a bass player go go over there and whenever whenever the guy's garage and again only had an acoustic bass so i showed up with an acoustic and they're all plugged in with electrics and big drums and i'm like uh uh-uh. uh i learned a song you know so they all turned down so they could hear the little acoustic and but they're like all right you know so i was like okay i'll go buy a real bass buy this electric is when bass. you're back from military no this was in the air force oh. so this is this is like the first year i was in there and i mean you know i guess at that time you know, i was like 23 so didn't even know the, the names of the strings i just kind of and you know i just played by ear always always played by ear and listen to the radio and now were you like in a bunk situation where people were having or being forced unwillingly to listen to you learn to play the bass not a bunk i was in the air <laughs> force so we, we had decent facilities i had a had a, like a quad apartment so i mean i was in an apartment had my own bedroom you know and i shared it with uh with uh three other guys you know we had like a shared kitchen and living room and then we had our own bedrooms and living room on our side and so yeah i'd go in my room and i bought this big big little practice amp 100 watt 15 inch speaker and uh yeah i'd sit in there and play and then come to find out you know everybody in the whole building was always listening to me practice bass every night you know annoying at everybody but my roommate emailed in my old roommate emailed in early he's like you need to tell them how much you annoyed me for four years <laughs> <laughs> what what paid off so after the air force you come back yeah came back to, to finish my degree at mtsu and you know, no, no, I was coming back to um, well, left was a vibrant um, music scene here in Murfreesboro, and then of course being right down the road from Nashville. So I mean, I was, I was coming right back to the perfect place to be, and then, uh, you know, back then there wasn't there wasn't the social media and all that stuff. I mean, Facebook or uh, MySpace. It was MySpace was mm-hmm. the first thing coming mm-hmm. on there. Um, but uh, did you have a MySpace page? Yeah, eventually started a MySpace page at some point back then, and. Uh, you know, but you'd, you'd really go around looking for court boards around around campus and going to the music shops and looking looking oh, at the I court boards. I forgot about that. I, I forgot. Mean, I went to MTSU too, and you'd look mm-hmm. to see where all the cool parties were, and you'd get fly- mm-hmm. you'd actually get a flyer. Yeah, yeah, that's how it was done back then. You'd, you'd spend hours and hours hanging flyers around town and wherever mm-hmm. you're going, and and uh, so yeah, I eventually found a guy to, to, that was looking for a bass player when I first got back, and it was a real heavy progressive rock and roll band, which I was definitely into rock and roll. Um, did that and and then uh, you know played in a couple of them and then 2007, um, some good friends of mine at the, at, at the bar you know hanging around gentlemen gentlemen gyms and all the all the there's places. the gentlemen gyms yeah, connection there's, there's I knew a it gyms was coming reference there at some point but uh, <laughs> yeah I met those guys there and uh, you know I was playing with some guys and they kind of started a band as well um, and then their bass player um, Justin Pickle he's he was a great bass player but. Uh, he had some issues. He was married and kids, so he couldn't he couldn't be going on the road. So I mean, I just stepped in there. They uh, they made me do an audition. You know, it was funny. I mean, we're all good friends and stuff. But I was like, all right, y'all yeah, come try out. And went in there, did that, and that was a band called The Last Straw, and that wound up going for about five strong years. And that still um, has a, a cult following, correct? Yeah, they're still pres. I mean, the guys are you know uh, several guys are all still still heavily involved in music and playing. Mm-hmm. And Kyle Daniel was the old singer of that, and he's out doing on on the road. You know, an emerging artist and and uh, Quincy Meeks, who's an incredible slide guitar player. I mean, he still hosts hosts a uh, hosts uh, the uh, Soul Shine band up in Nashville. They do Sunday night jams at Kim Bros, and they still do that. And 
and uh, Pierce Harrison. He was he was a drummer. John Sally was the, was the original drummer. Um, we'll talk to him about that a little more maybe. Um, so and obviously he's still he's still um, a professional musician and writing and doing his own thing. Um, Adam Botner. He was he was the keyboard player. Uh, he had an incredible story. Played with a couple bands and then wound up. Um, he had an accident where he actually cut off mm. a couple of his fingers. He was a guitar player with a band called Sky High. And um, that was a tragedy for him, but he, he was a resilient guy and uh, taught himself, you know, kind of pulled himself out of it and taught himself how to play keyboards. And uh, he became a really, really fantastic keyboard player. And, uh, yeah, he's still, he's a sound engineer up in Nashville, I think at Acme Music. And mm. So, uh, so what, who are some people that you played with that we might know? Oh jeez! Or open for, or finished for, or played oh, along with. Some of the cool ones. Maybe. He's not going to want to toot his own horn. No, I'm not a big name but, dropper. But, uh, but um, we, Jason Isabel, we played with him at Main Street Music back in the day when he was first getting going with the 400 unit, and that was mm. that was a pretty incredible moment opening for those guys. Um, we 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 co-opened and and swapped shows a lot with a band out of Belmont and Nashville called Moon Taxi, and they've gone on some great things, and they're they're still alive and kicking and playing the festival circuits and. Um, a guy named Mike Anderson. He was he was a uh, student at MTSU, and he he kind of came up with he was fr- good friends with Kyle and a couple other guys, and so he was always around. And he evolved into uh, Anderson East, if you've heard of him, and uh, he's he's doing great things and working with Miranda Lambert and doing mm-hmm. things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of people that came from right here. Look, I mean, there's a ton from Nashville. We know that, but yeah. there's a lot of Murfreesboro celebrities as you will, that got their start here, either at MTSU or growing up around here. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a hotbed. I mean, it's, it, it, it was more so in the past, let's say. Um, uh, but, uh, yeah, MTSU, I mean, with the courting industry program there, I mean, it's, it just brought in tons of people. I mean, it's, it's, it's world-recognized, world obviously. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody knows that that's around here. Um, I mean, out of, out of MTSU alone, I think they've, they've had like 134 Grammy nom- nominations for, for former students. Um, I think I think I read somewhere said since 2001 they've had uh, 15 Grammy winners totaling 37 Grammys in the past 20 years or so. So I mean, talent definitely comes out of this place, Mm -hmm. and it's and it's just a hop, skip, and a jump. The music row in Nashville, so a lot of people come through here, you know, Mm -hmm. as well as Belmont up up there, you know. Um, But that 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 created an incredible scene for for decades. Um, you know, when I was getting out of high school and getting into college in the '90s, way back then, um, <laughs> I mean, it was, it was it was amazing. You could go out to five or six bars, you know, anywhere. Yeah, Thursday and was, night. Yeah, I mean, every night every night of the week. Um, yeah, that's true. There there was bands playing all over town, and every single one of them was packed. You know, I mean, great bands too. I mean. Um, all those smoky bars. I mean, oh, uh-huh. man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Back when it didn't matter so much, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, I mean it was it was every single night. You know, there was there's tons of bar. I mean, there was you know obviously the borough. There was a band. There was a bar back then called uh, Sebastian's. I think it was it was a Greek or Mediterranean restaurant before that. And I was I've been trying to remember the name of that place, but mm. but that was like the first microbrew or Murfreesboro. I remember everybody was mm. super excited about that, and and uh, great shows came through there. Um, and then uh, there's a bar called Coffee Team Me that became Wall Street down in the square. Um, so I mean, that was that was great to have all that, especially around the square yeah. back then. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I think I think uh, 
Kings of Leon played at Wall Street. You know, I talked to one of those guys, and they, you know, they what? came in right before they, right before they hit. <laughs> Never not told that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, they they played there, and they they didn't even get enough people in the door to, oh. to pay gas money to get back to Nashville. <laughs> so like the, the bartender had had to give them um, some money. He said uh, to get them home. That's nuts. And then that's nuts. A few months later, they're on a European tour, and they come back from that. And I guess this is probably around two thousand one or two, something like that. And all of a sudden, they blew up. You know, and I was, I was like probably awesome. the first major huge rock band to come out of Nashville. They're from, my knowledge. are they from Franklin? <clears throat> I feel like they're from around that Mount Juliet. Mount Juliet. Okay, yeah, they're from cool. the area. Thank you, Jackson. Yeah, but uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean one of many. I mean, and then you know Main Street Music is a, was a is a long standing venue here. I mean, yeah, had the Black Crows there and Widespread Panic, Guns and Roses, Vanilla Ice. I mean, I mean, I, I mean. I, I, Murphy Center used to be <laughs> Murphy huge. Center. Yeah. I yeah. mean, yeah, we've had Elvis here. We've yeah. had who who else have we had? You know more than this. Than I mean, the Who, Bruce Springsteen, Brian Adams, mm. um, Elton John. I mean, um, all kind of bands came through there. There's All right. Now, you and Bill were chitty-chatty about a very special person that not many people know. Yeah. Played here. Yeah, I did not even know. Well, I knew that he was in the area, but I didn't know that he'd actually played a bar that used to exist on Asbury Lane. But uh, Jimi Hendrix came through here back in the day and, and, and did some did some time. You know, he played, he was at Fort Campbell and he met Billy Cox there. And then they wound up playing you know, on Jefferson Street up in Nashville and, and the Chitlin Circuit. And I guess, you know, there was, there was times they came through here. Um, there was. You know, this is again just something that's special in Murfreesboro only. But there's there's old guy Roland Gresham. They used to play every Sunday night um, at the borough. He played different bars in town, but he always played and phenomenal jazz player. You know, you just go in there and just get lost, listen to him. And and you know, there's always a story of him teaching Jimi Hendrix a few licks. And, <laughs> I mean, so that was always that's nice out there in the zeitgeist. I mean, that's part of the appeal. You know, we are a little baby sister to Nashville. Mm-hmm. We still have our own, you know, little little slice of of the music experience. And I know one time you told me you were playing downtown in Nashville. And was it Little Richard? Is that who yeah. it was? That's yeah. hilarious. I mean, that's the appeal of Nashville. Tell, tell them the story. This is a good story. I like this. Oh, I, well, yeah, I mean, one time we had just had another group of buddies. You know, we had a, had a, had a Broadway gig. We played down there. And... We'd play sometimes on the weekends, and and uh, one day we were sitting there, and it was an afternoon show at Paradise Park, you know, and they had the, the garage doors open, and this big old Cadillac pulls up, and it's parked there, and the keyboard player sitting close doors like, he's like, little Richard, little Richard, sitting there, <laughs> like all of a sudden kind of see him, he's sitting out there in the curb right in front, just bobbing his head, and he sat there for 45 minutes or an hour, you know, and then uh, only here pulled off, and bounced like. Yeah, he he was really liking all stuff. He was hanging out there, and he came back one other time. We were playing too, and sat out there, and parked, and hung That's out. That's awesome. And yeah, it was cool. That's <laughs> awesome. Well, we got to take our first break here, and we'll be back soon talking with Mark Williams and a couple other guests. Back to 
moving company you can trust. Next step moving. We want to get you from where you are to where you're going with no stone left unturned. We hold ourselves accountable to three pillars of business. Integrity, transparency, and service. Residential and commercial moving, business relocation, and more. Call 615-499-0361 or visit us online at nextstepmovingllc.com. Drake's Barbershop began when local resident Robert Drake opened the business in 1972. Veteran Jason Rigney purchased the business in 2003, and this kept Drake's Barbershop a staple here in Murfreesboro. Jason has kept the legacy alive. Veterans receive a discount for haircuts. You can follow them on their Facebook page at Drake's Barbershop. Old Stone Fort Golf Course is the place for you to get away for the day to play golf. Located right next to the beautiful Duck River and only five minutes from I-24. Whether you're a beginner or avid golfer, Old Stone Fort Golf Course is ideal for you. Golf carts are available and there is a golf shop. You can play nine holes for $9 and kids 12 and under play for free. They are located at 1017 Country Club Lane in Manchester, Tennessee. You can call for a tee time at 931-954-0366. You can also follow Old Stone Fort Golf Course on Facebook. you know there is a new title and escrow company in town and they have 20 plus years of experience in the business for all of your real estate closings contact authority title at 615-819-5880 you can also stop by their brandy wine office located at 319 hickerson drive just off of the square they are our preferred real estate partner you can also follow them at authoritarians escrow on facebook Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. Or you can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram.
Hello again, Murfreesboro. That was a little bit broken by John Salloway. He's going to be calling in here in just a few minutes to uh, talk to us. I've got something that Miss Averwater has sent me to read to you guys. Um, she's not going to be able to call in in person, but she has sent me some things to, uh, to read to you. As I'm sure you have all heard, Murfreesboro is getting an upgrade to its music scene, and the grand opening is closer than we think. One of the reasons I'm excited for this is because it isn't just an amphitheater. This project will be a campus for entertainment. Bourbon Brothers Smokehouse. Dang, that just sounds good. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> I'm about to go make, make me a steak when we get home. Mm-hmm. Sorry. Bourbon Brothers Smokehouse is a 300-seat full-service breakfast, lunch, and dinner restaurant with outdoor patio and fire pits. It will also have an indoor venue that holds around 500 people. Fantastic. Wow. This part of the campus is projected to take 18 months, which puts us enjoying it as soon as summer of 24. The amphitheater's projected completion is 24 months from now, and its capacity is 4,500 music lovers. 4,500 people. 4,500. That's a good size. 4,500. I'm sure that's not going to affect traffic at all. I'm they just said kidding. it won't. That's another show. They said <laughs> it won't. I was, I was reading about it a little bit, and they said that they got a, a good plan coming where they can get everybody in and out 16 minutes, what you're saying. Hmm. We'll see. And the hospital's right there in case yeah. that turns into a cluster. Okay. The entire project estimated to provide 200 local jobs that's good and its sales tax revenue will be a boost to the city of murfreesboro i am very grateful to have been a small part of this project and look forward to enjoying music there very soon thanks for everything you do bill and kelsey and wgns sincerely miss jamie averwater councilwoman so thank you so much for talking a little bit about that i think i heard it they're gonna do maybe 46 shows a year something like that so that's a lot so they're not it's a lot i mean but that's you know a little less than one one a week which is not you know so for everyone worried about you know packing the house right here off medical center parkway three or four nights it's it's maybe one one show a week so i guess it's probably going to be a festival here and there possibly too yeah who knows remains to be seen but it sounds pretty interesting for sure what else have you heard about it what you just told me. <laughs> That's the, I mean, I, I looked at it a little bit today. I mean, everything like that, you know, she's re- recapping that. Um, but, I mean, it's, it's an interesting addition. That's for sure. I mean, it'll mm-hmm. definitely bring some some good talent here. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm curious to see what kind of shows and, and experiences they'll be bringing there. So. Oh, man, are you going to go back on the road again? No, I don't think so. <laughs> don't think so. Y'all, I don't know if y'all have noticed this chemistry, but I might be taking this guy <laughs> home with me tonight. <laughs> You're doing all right so far. Jackson's gagging, the producer. <laughs> he's, ga- he's gagging in the <laughs> Oh, man. Well, you were just listening to some music a second ago from John Salloway. The, uh, he is a Grammy-considered artist, songwriter, and producer that we have the luxury of having online. Can we bring him on? Hello, are you there? Hi, how's it going? So good. <laughs> hey, John, how's it going? <laughs> hey, brother, thanks for having me on the show. I appreciate it. Oh, yeah, we're excited to have you. We want somebody that we can get a perspective of the old <clears throat> and the new and want to find out about you. So tell us about you. Oh, boy, I always hate when people say that. <laughs> <laughs> Leave out all the bad so stuff. Much. It's hard to uh, encompass, you know, 
25 years or whatever of music business. But uh, I think you said it well. I'm a producer, writer, song, um, artist, multi-instrumentalist. Also, I'm also a booking agent. And um, mm -hmm. I book, I've booked a lot of events around Murfreesboro. In fact, I, I was the main booking person for Hop Springs for about three years and brought a lot of big shows over there. Oh, that's fun. Mm. I didn't know that. Yeah. And Hot Springs yeah, is a real yeah. neat area to go watch some music these days. Yeah, it's um, got potential. Got potential. Um, it's, it's hard in this town. It's hard to get people out to shows. but um, Yeah, it's, it's changed like that, hasn't it? Sure has. Yeah, it sure has. It's, it's, and I, I think it just needs, I think our town needs consistency. Like, um, you know, like in Nashville, there's all these places that have consistency. Every night they have something great, and you know you're going to see something great. I don't think we've ever done that here in Murfreesboro. It's kind of hit or miss. Yeah. And um, that's a big part of it. And then also marketing to the right audiences, the right demographics. Um, <clears throat> but I would love to see more happen in this town. I mean, there's, there's really not a lot of stuff for uh, adults to do except just go out to dinner. I would love for there to be more shows and more entertainment here. Yeah, it's hard to pin it down, um, you know, to, to what changed exactly back in the day. But I know... Mark's got some theories. We're, well, I mean, when we were playing, I mean, we were, we were packing shows, and, we're, and, then, and there was several other bands, you know, Sky High, THP, um, The Heat Machine. You know, there's there a lot of the bands that, at that time. You know, this is probably mid-early 2000s. Um, I mean, yeah, you could you could put two, 300 people in a room fairly consistently at that time. Um, but I always thought, like, you know, 2008 hit, and that definitely hurt hurt the scene, you know, when the recession hit. And then I feel like yeah. at the same time, the, the iPhone came along in 2007. I remember a guy showed up in the band and had, had an iPhone, and he wanted to use that sucker. You know, <laughs> Kyle, Kyle wanted to use that. <laughs> you were there. He wanted to use that phone to find, find our way to all the shows. Also, we're taking U-turns all the time because he wants to use the, <laughs> use the phone. Like, oh. Man, we used to just print the directions off from a computer somewhere, get an atlas, and we'd get there. I mean, my kids think it's yeah. hilarious. I used to travel with all the maps. I mean, you get the freaking map out yeah. and have to draw yeah. it and, you know. Yeah. Somehow we did it. Somehow we always made it. We, we did. Going. We did. And, uh, I know my sense of direction has, has really gone down the drain because, because of technology. It's like I used to be able to get around everywhere very easily, but now since I'm so reliant on GPS, yeah. I feel like I've lost my sense of direction. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I guess the same the same theory y'all are saying is carrying over to the music scene, and that these kids kids these days not kids though yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean and adults you know you don't necessarily or they feel like they don't necessarily have to go out to hear what's hot or what's new or the latest because they can Google it and they can download it and they can Spotify it and have all the things, but exactly right. but there's just something to listening to it live. Uh, there's nothing better than live music. No, there's right? not. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, I do believe technology has definitely been a big factor. That there's just too much on to make people not want to leave the house. You know, there's every mm -hmm. show in the world you ever want to see, every movie you ever want to see, every album you'd ever want to hear. It's all on your phone now, so mm -hmm. it's uh, it's harder to get people away from that. You know. But, um, yeah. So so you've yeah. you've been playing for a long time. You've been promoting music for a long time. I mean, how is it? shifted because I've, I've i've kind of been out of it for a while now you know i'm not not, not hip to what's happening at the exact moment now but what is what has shifted from back in the day to to now when you're promoting music promoting shows that's 
That's a good question. Um, there's more of the nostalgia now for the older music and the tribute acts and stuff mm-hmm. um, than there is for original music or you know up and coming artists. So like you know I used to <clears throat> I book actually my company Music First Productions Incorporated. I have a whole roster of really great tribute acts and I've booked them around town. I've booked a few for the Main Street. Um, Murfreesboro Friday night thing Friday yeah. night live mm-hmm. yeah. I booked Mixtape which is an 80s band for that and, oh uh, I like them mm-hmm. yeah they're great I booked them all over the place and a lot of other bands got Fleetwood Mac Beatles um, yeah and, and you, you drum for you, you drum for Abbey Road correct the, tri- the Beatles forever tribute Abbey Road mm-hmm. that's fantastic yeah, fantastic show yeah. there thank you yeah we played a lot around Murfreesboro too and uh, yeah it's, there's definitely a uh, a market for all that. People come out in droves for the tribute acts because they love the music and they, you know, they know what they're getting. But I think it's harder now to get people out for a new artist. Yeah, and it's I, I would think it's a reflection of you know everything <clears throat> that's changed is that people forget how cool. I used to go and watch live shows. I don't know anything about music or what's cool or whatever, but I can remember thinking to myself, man, these guys are good. Like, what if they're famous one day and I can say I. You know, watched them play in the Capsig Barn. You know, <laughs> like, mm-hmm. this is yeah, awesome. <laughs> this is awesome. And I think that's just a lost art. Maybe I need to. I, I need, we're gonna have to take the girls, honey, and go downtown. We have taken them downtown. Yeah, we have. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think oh, I think cool. they still exist in other pockets. You know, but I think we're in such pro- close proximity to Nashville. Mm-hmm. I mean, the, the live music, the the original music, tends to go through there. I mean. Murfreesboro used to be a sought-after test market. You know, where, where, where major labels and bands on the on the rise would would come through because you know this being a college market and and uh, as mm-hmm. close to Nashville as it was, it was a good stop for them to put bands here and see how they did. That makes sense. Yeah, but not so much anymore. Yeah, it doesn't seem so. But again, I can't exactly say because I don't get out like I used to. Okay, for the record. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We do have a Why? two-year-old. Yeah. <laughs> we had a baby. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We got, we got a little one. <laughs> that'll, that'll do it. That'll do it. Mm-hmm. So, I'm, so, I'm on the other side of it. My, my kid's growing up now, so I can I can get out again. Get free again. Oh, what's that like? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's wonderful. <laughs> but but I mean, in talking about this, like this place was good enough for Elvis and Jimi Hendrix and all these cra- like we got to get that back. I'd like to get I that. Know, back. I know. I like I know. maybe that's this amphitheater is going to help. Maybe that's going to help. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Good, good point. I think so. I think it will. That's amazing. I'm really excited about that. Yeah. I need to figure out how to. Uh, I bet you I could be an asset to that place. I'd love to. Uh, oh yeah. Talk talk to some people about because I'm very good at. Marketing, booking, and um, you know, promotions and stuff like that. Yeah, man, it's exci- it's exciting. I just put that whole, whole you know expectation <laughs> on the amphitheater. The amphitheater has to stay <laughs> safe from the Murfreesboro music scene. Sorry about that, but it's up when to, the, it's up uh, to date? you now. What did they say? We just read a statement. The whole thing is going to be completed in twenty four, but yeah. twenty three could start at, like more of a soft opening and parts of the. Um, the whole place being opened up summer that's 23 amazing. is that right mm. i think that yeah that seems fast although it is an amphitheater so i guess it's not crazy hard to do yeah i, I, yeah. I can't envision it just yet but i mean it'll be it'll be neat mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as long as they figure out the traffic it'll be amazing <laughs> oh yeah. they'll figure that out they always have <laughs> no i'm just kidding so you so we just heard a song what was that 
I, I forget the title. It, I could a little, it, a little bit broken. A little bit broken. Cool. So yeah. tell us about that song. So <clears throat> that was written. I, I wrote most of it, and then I finished it with an artist named India Ramey, really great Americana artist. She's been featured in Rolling Stone and all that. India Ramey. India Ramey, a yeah, wonderful artist. And um, so I released it on Sony and uh, went to number one on independent radio. That's and, awesome. Um, did pretty well. And it features a lo- another Murfreesboro guy in, in there. It's uh, Joey Fletcher, who Mark knows well. Oh, yeah. Um, he's mean he with that slide guitar. guitar. Yeah, he's mean. <laughs> and I brought in uh, Sam, Sammy Baker on the upright bass on that song. And then I played the rest of the parts myself, the drums, acoustic, electric. <clears throat> piano, whatever else is on there, but um, all at the same time. I'm kidding. Yeah, yep, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm envisioning the one man band guy, you know. Ding, ding. <laughs> yep. Yeah, Dick Van Dyke yep. and, uh, and Mary Poppins. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Yeah. Yeah, and so okay, so are you from here originally? No, no, no. but I've been here uh, almost twenty years now. Yeah, I was gonna say you're you're from Florida originally, correct? Correct, yeah. Good memory. Yeah, yeah and how, how'd you wind up here? I mean, did you come up here for MTSU, same as so many? Yes, exactly. Uh, MTSU is what brought me up here. And, um, <clears throat> you know, that was, that was great, too, because that's where, where I met Kyle. And mm-hmm. Actually, I met Kyle at the music store, but we were going to school together. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I think I met you at uh, at the drummer's den. That's right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the yep, music store. There. I, helped, I helped open that store. I was the first manager there, and... That's cool. There for about two years. <clears throat> That's and, cool. Um, but yeah, we also, you know, we got to meet Mike Anderson at MTSU Anderson East, and mm-hmm. um, I can't remember her name, but from we talked about this earlier, Lady Lady A. Lady A. Mm-hmm. It's from MTSU. Uh, Hillary Hillary Scott. That's her name. And cool. uh, yeah, it was great. You know, MTSU is amazing. And then from there, I just um, I settled in this area. Everyone else we know, Marcus, <laughs> we all, we all moved to Nashville, but. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I, I was like, I just love it here. It's a better place to raise my daughter. So. Uh, how old is she? You said she's grown up. She's twenty now. Oh, twenty. Yeah, wow, you just, crazy. You, just, you just punched me in the gut, man. I <laughs> know <laughs> <laughs> uh, you knew her when she was like yeah seven or something. Like, yeah. Super young. So we've oh. known each other a long time. Oh man. So okay. So you write, you compose music, you play music and you produce music correct i have a studio called music first productions is my studio and my booking company okay so do you find one one area easier than another or more difficult or did one one piece of those things come more naturally than than the other or do you just love the heck Um, out of everything and you're great at everything (laughs) you're like mark you said oh that looks like something I could do. I'll just do that then. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of sweat and tears that goes into being able to scratch out that makes a me career mad. playing music, that's for sure. Some of us can't do that. Yeah, it, it's been definitely very challenging, but it's been a blessing, very re- rewarding, and um, I'm grateful for it every day, you know, because I get to do what I love, and I do, lo- I do love all the things. probably mm. love work in the studio the best, but... Um, I do love everything. I love performing and I love booking and promoting and putting on shows. Yeah, but like like when you think about being a professional music, uh, musician, I mean, it's not always got to be about being number one on the billboard charts or anything like that. I mean, you know, 
what you're saying. I mean, it sounds like it's it's very important to be multifaceted, have have several different angles. Because I mean, I know I know that was that was part of it for all the musicians, the hired guns and stuff like that in town. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're you're playing for your main artist, but then you're catching side gigs, car, cover gigs. You might go be playing wedding gigs. Yeah, you, you might be booking. You might be recording on the side, doing a lot of different things. Mm. That's exactly right. Those are the, those are the people that hang in the business the longest. Are the ones that are versatile, yeah, and diverse, and can do multiple things. Because um, if you just play guitar, <clears throat> then you're one in a million. Because there's a million great guitar players in town. Yeah. But if you play if you play guitar and also play mandolin, slide guitar, something else, you know, or keys, and you can sing some harmonies, then then you get the gig because you have awesome. multiple things that you can do, you know. All right, we'll um, be right back with more from John Salloway. I can see it in your eyes, you got a little fire So baby, tonight maybe I could be a lighter I know you're a bit of a wild child, but I never want a woman that's mine Turn it up, show your stuff, and maybe let the Hey, it's Bill. Did you know I also sell for Parks Real Estate? Meredith Thomas and I make up the Thomas Wilson team. We have over 25 years of real estate experience and have helped nearly 1,000 families buy and sell real estate here in Murfreesboro, Rutherford County, and Middle Tennessee. Why not choose us to help you and your family with all your real estate needs? Give us a call at 615-406-5872 or 615-896-4040. You can follow me at Mr. Murfreesboro on Facebook or Instagram. Curve them, crack them, or bend them. We can mend them. Come by Wheelworks, located 516 South Church Street, for a free estimate. We also sell performance and passenger tires, as well as aftermarket and factory wheels. We also install lift kits, and we've been sponsoring and serving this community for 15 years. Come see us at Wheelworks at 516 South Church Street, or give us a call at 615-849-3848. Rhonda McCrary has been in the mortgage business for 29 years. She was voted as a favorite mortgage loan officer in the 2018 and 2019 DJ Ruthie Awards, and she's a proud member of the Middle Tennessee State University 1989 graduating class. She specializes in all types of mortgage products and takes pride in going the extra mile and personally taking care of her customers. You can visit her at 1639 Medical Center Parkway, Suite 203 here in Murfreesboro. Reach her by phone, 615-419-9193, or even apply online at loansbyrhonda.com. No. 
Yeah, that's a good yeah. tune, John. Thank you, brother. I appreciate that. Yeah, I like yeah, that. yeah. What's that one all about now? Oh, cool, man. Well, that was uh, I wrote that with Craig Wilson. He's a pretty successful Nashville writer. Craig and, Wilson. Um, Craig Wilson, correct? Yep. And uh, we, uh, you know, one one of the things that was um, interesting about 2020 is like every musician was not working, so mm. it was. It, if we we made it a creative time like people that were not hiding away the whole time but you know like i i recorded two or three albums at that time and and wrote <coughs> wrote you know at least one or two albums also so that that was written over over 2020 and it, we just wanted to kind of do a play on one more round people think it's a, a drinking song because you know most things in nashville are a drinking song <laughs> but uh we wanted to tie it in the boxing reference and how uh you know, sometimes you can get knocked out by by love or by a, <clears throat> a girl who's broken your heart or a girl who's just so beautiful that just knocks you out, you know. So kind of all the play on words there, that one more round, take another swing at me. Oh, my goodness. Was Were we the inspiration for this song? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. <laughs> you got to keep getting up. I uh, know. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah, amen, exactly. Like, got to get up and find another round, you know. But... Um, <laughs> So yeah, just that kind of play in words, and um, this is on my recent album called Salvation. And um, another cool thing about, well, you know, it's hard, but um, during the shutdown, everybody was was kind of at home. So I reached out to some musicians who normally probably I could not have worked with because they're too busy. Oh, and, that's awesome! Um, and they got to record on my on my record remotely. They record at their studio. We send tracks back and forth. So. On that one, it features Rami Jaffe from the Foo Fighters. He did some of the cool organs and weird psychedelic sounds mm -hmm. that are in there. The Foo and Fighters. Then, that's right, yeah. Oh, Rami man. From the Foo Fighters. Gosh. Yep. 
pretty awesome. He's an awesome guy. He was in, in the Wallflowers before that. He was with Jacob Dylan oh. for wow, yeah. many years. And then he did some work with Johnny Cash and Tom Petty and joined um, the Foo Fighters like about 20, 20 years ago or so. Um, so him and then Lincoln Parrish from Cates the Elephant played some, some slide guitar and lead guitar on that. And um, My kids love interesting. Cates yeah, I love them too. And interesting yeah. enough, Mark and I kind of have a history with those guys. We were both at South by Southwest first time that we both ever played it. Yeah, our band Last Straw was there. KG Elephant was there. Did you see them when you were down there? Man, I don't remember seeing them there, but I do remember in '07 just bopping around Bonnaroo. It was the first time I'd ever gone to Bonnaroo. Um, I kind of missed out on a lot of the early days, but we went there and and uh, walked by a tent and heard heard some. A Jane. pretty pretty awesome band going off and uh went in there and it was Cage Elephant playing a little side tent, jammed with people and I mean it's a hundred degrees in that tent and uh wasn't they Matt? He's the lead singer. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think he I think he passed out immediately after that show, I remember. You know, 'cause I mean it just oh, just wow. going so hard and I mean it was like it was like the Rolling Stones on steroids just going going off. And I mean yeah. it was it was incredible. I mean they, they evolved in something very different and it got more more com commercial you know i guess you could say mm -hmm. um yeah awesome band out of bowling green kentucky yeah yeah and, and you know i don't know if you remember this but um <clears throat> the producer who signed them was scouting us our band the last straw mm -hmm. jay joyce mm -hmm. yeah he, he came to a bunch, bunch of our shows and yeah, he did. Um, i think he was really thinking about signing us but uh he went to cage elephant instead and um you know that took up all his time, but yeah, but yeah, we were we were, close, we, were, we, were we were the full cliche man, that's for sure. Oh man, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it well, wasn't we, for we yeah we had a, we had a meteor meteoric ride there for a minute, and yeah, I mean we sat down with Sony several times and and had some serious talks, but that was that was kind of we were how how would you describe us? I mean we were we were kind of like Almond Brothers slash Led Zeppelin, pretty heavy. Yeah, and uh, well, kind of what Blackberry Smoke is doing now. Well, now, yeah, I say they they sat down with us, but I remember you know several times they came back like we're just not sure what to do with these guys, and uh, you know I think it was maybe sort of a precursor. You know, yeah, Blackberry Smoke we played with them several times back then and out of, out of Atlanta. So you're saying you didn't fit into a certain box at the time. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But I think mm -hmm. uh, years later now you got Whiskey Myers and and uh, the Steelwoods and bands like that that are that are on the scene like. You you watch Yellowstone and it's pretty much the soundtrack and and the style that that we were kind of on back then, you know. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, we're ahead of our time. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, and that's that's part of it. <laughs> All right, John. Actually, have, uh, go ahead. A lot of the songs, sorry, a lot of the songs are written by uh, another MTSU guy, Aaron Raytier. He writes for a lot of those bands we just mentioned. Yeah, yeah. I spoke to Raytier not too long ago. He he won the Grammy for for writing the song in the Stars Born. Yeah, that, mm -hmm. Lady Gaga. Yeah, the Lady Gaga song. Yeah, he's the one that we went to see during COVID, or right when COVID was kind of like, able to get yeah, out again. Yeah, it was like Wasn't last it? year. Yeah, it was yeah, last yeah. year. I kind of tail yeah. in, went down and saw him do, his, do, a, do a show with at the basement. He, he hosted his yeah. own, own month-long series there and saw him play with right. old Brent Cobb and a whole bunch of other guys. Yeah. See, this oh, is where I just too. go and, and just mm -hmm. fake it till I make it. I, I actually don't ever yeah. make it, but I fake it pretty good. <laughs> I think that's everybody. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Man. Yeah. Now, have you heard the story about when how Mark and I met? No, I don't think I have. Oh. Right. <laughs> that's, that's not the topic of the show. <laughs> <laughs> this is my show. 
<laughs> Tonight. Yeah. Sorry, Bill. <laughs> Bill's like, never leave her alone in the studio again. Okay, so this is kind of funny. So I'm at a party. A lot of my girlfriends and, and people I've known decades and single, been single a long, pretty good long time. And they're like, oh, can we fix Kelsey up with? And I'm like, you know, contrary to popular belief, single girls don't really, we're not crying in our pillows at night. And I had three, I had three kids. But it, long story short, Mark's remembering. So they said, you could go out with Mark. And I'm like, no, who's Mark? You know. And they're like, Mark. And I'm like, the band dude? The band guy. The, wait, the band guy with the green fake tuxedo t-shirt at the derby party. It's a derby party. You had to have, had, have, a, have a bow tie. We're talking derby hats, dresses, seersucker, and there's Mark in his bright leprechaun green. Yeah. I had a jacket on. I was like, yeah, I'm sure he'll, we'll have lots to talk about. Yeah, this will be great. This will be great. But yeah, now we got, now we got baby girl and now, now we've taken over Bill's radio show. Things are good. Things are good. (laughs) Back to the music. (laughs) (laughs) Now I feel like we're leaving out so much an hour, hour not not long enough. That's for sure. Yeah, it goes, it goes quick, man. Uh, yeah, what's what's some of your more memorable shows while we still got you on here? Well, um, you know, it's cool. I'm once again this this Sunday. I'm playing the Bluebird again, and that's one of the best places there you go. in the world that songwriters can play. Yeah, and uh, I believe this will be my fifth time. And uh, the cool thing about what they do for me is uh, they let me do my a full band at the Bluebird, which is harder to do. And so I yeah. got a full hour of, of just doing my music with, with my band. And, um, so that, that'll be this Sunday night. Tickets go until tomorrow, but they sell out so fast. I'm uh, excited about that, but that's, that's one of the best places to play in the world, not only just Nashville or in the area. Yeah, there's there's prestige being there. Oh, man. What's the right capacity at the Bluebird? I mean, I know it's, it's small. Only around a, a little, only like 110. Yeah. It's very small, but... Um, they pack them in, and every every pretty much every show sells out. Mm, do you ever get nervous anymore? Do you still get nervous? Or no, not at all. <clears throat> that was that was when I said I did get nervous the first time I did it, but uh, not anymore. <clears throat> um, <laughs> no, I don't really get that nervous anymore, which is great. It's taken me a very very long time though. Oh, I, I don't feeling. think I've been 100 percent comfortable until just the past couple of years, which is you know, which got got me into my 40s before I finally felt totally at ease you know but. do you, do you feel more comfortable doing your own stuff or doing other people's stuff or playing drums as opposed to guitar because you, you do a lot of different stuff yeah drums i'm always the most comfortable behind because i feel feel safe back there i've been doing that since i was a baby mm-hmm. uh, my dad my dad started me on drums when i was you know old enough to hold drumsticks and uh so that's where i'm the most comfortable but um I feel pretty good on anything nowadays because you know I I know how to do the homework and and come prepared and, and do my thing. So all right, guitar I, too. All right, we don't have a lot of time left. I got I got quick quiz. Uh-huh. Bill's gonna be so proud of me for putting some history in here. <laughs> quick quick quiz. This is actually something Mark researched. But what do you think was the first officially recorded? Would you say? 
It wasn't recorded. It was well, no. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> <laughs> You're done. No, uh, I'm kidding. All right, the first documented. I didn't mean recorded in the studio. I meant written <laughs> down. Okay, the first documented Battle of the Bands in Murfreesboro. Oh. You might know this. You might. You got a band name kind of touching it. on it. thought that was cool. Yeah. Um, oh, wait. I think you guys po- I think I saw this on Facebook, though, didn't you? I think you posted this. Don't. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. He said, I think you said it was the Civil War actually had a Battle of the Bands. Yeah, she did. You did put that in there. <laughs> yeah, this time of year is coming up on the 160th anniversary. So the uh, the North and the South had a yeah. battle of bands across the field right before the battle. But, uh, that was, that yeah, because it was right, right near New Year's, right yeah. when the battle yeah. took place. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we got to go home. Wow, that's cool. Hey, great talking to you, John. Thank you so Lots much, John. Me, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you, Murfreesboro. Go out and do something nice for somebody. Is that what Bill says? <laughs> no. Thanks, Bill. 